Hello, everybody. This is Alex Barthet with TheLeanZone.com. Today, we're going to talk about crisis management and how the most successful contractors deal with crisis, big and small. Today, we have Patricia Bonilla with, from Lunacon with us. How are you doing, Patricia? Hi, Alex. How are you? Thank you for inviting me to participate in your podcast. No, no problem. Tell, me, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, uh, and how you got to where you are. Um, my name is Patricia Bonilla. I am the president of Lunacon Construction Group. I'm a civil engineer with master in construction management, and uh, I started this business 32 years ago and working for large companies. Uh, I worked for the, for the city of Lauderdale too, as the head of construction there. And then 13 years ago, decided to start my company. Uh, the last recession. 2007 in the garage of my house. Oh, talk about starting in a crisis, right? Started in a crisis. It started in winter. And wow. now we have another crisis. So um, having gone through a process like a, a crisis, it, it gives you a certain level of confidence that you can, you can get this done. So... You know, every business runs into crisis, even when when the world isn't kind of coming apart at the seams. Um, you know, there are things that happen in the business in your business that you just have to deal with um, in how you manage a crisis. So why don't we talk talk about small crises, and then we can talk about larger crises and and how to best deal with it. So, you know, something simple: dealing with employee issues. Um, or jobs that aren't going well. What are some of the tech techniques that you use at Lunacon with your team to make sure that you deal with those issues effectively? Because it's going to happen to every business at some point. The the first that's a great question. The and you're right. In, especially in construction, there's always little crisis. Always, you're you're kind of always trying to anticipate what can be coming. Right, preparing for something that you're not sure, you're you're not even certain of what could it be. But with regards to employees, it, it was probably the first thing that came to mind when you said that, because our industry, this is our raw material. Employees is the raw material material of of, uh, of our manufacturing industry. Let's say we we get drawings and we produce with the people that we have in our team. And that is probably the, the, the key element. How do I deal with that? I want to say it's, it's got to be my mindset. I have to work on myself first to be able to approach the situation. It's so emotional. You know, we're, we humans are full of emotion. And unfortunately, we don't realize that in our own business, our own industry. There's more emotions in our industry than, than many others. So, so 80% is psychology. So leading by example clearly is a trait that you exude, right? So if you, you want your team to see uh, you acting in a certain way so that that leads by example on how they should be acting in similar situations, I assume, right? Right, so, you know, check, check in with your state on how you are. I have my rituals that I that I have discovered work for me. I have to sleep certain 
sometimes I don't sleep that well, but I want to make sure that I meditate, you know, that I check in with my, my the spiritual part of me. It's always been very important for me. Uh, there's a guidance that I feel I, I have, and I have to check in with that guide, right, uh, God for me. For some people, whatever it is for some other people. Um, I have to exercise, and you and I talk about that all the time. That's right, that's right. It's so stressful, our industry. It, I call it unforgiving. I focus on, 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 on eating right also. I, I also, I, I check that that also helps me think better. Uh, I take my vitamins, right? When COVID-19 showed up, I didn't have to worry about starting taking vitamins because I do it every day. So I think it's what you do every day that helps you with a little crisis and the bigger crisis. Well, I, I you know, while I, I don't run a construction business, I run the law firm. And I agree with you 100% that if you are not all together, whatever that means for you as the leader of the business, as the leader of the team, it you're never going to be able to lead the team where you want them to go because you're, you are your, you have to work on yourself first, right? You, you have to, you have to be a hundred percent yourself before you can take anyone else with you. Um, and it makes a huge difference um, in that process. You know, before we started, you were talking about culture, which I'm guessing is another big part of managing crisis, right? Because if the culture in the, the business is right, then crisis seems less uh, significant because you can kind of roll with it. So how do you deal, how do you create that culture in your, at Lunacon? That was a process um, I want to say I started that focus two years ago because of little crisis that became bigger. Um, the, the culture of, that, I, that I wanted to create was a culture of people that focus on resolving, solving issues, solving problems, um, innovating ideas. Let's not talk about so much about the drama of what's, gonna, what's going on. You know, drama makes us feel good. And... And staying in the in the story, in the negative story, it just doesn't. It's not. It's counterproductive to what we want to do. You know, we are we are paid by the value that we provide, and and how much value we provide to our clients and to our employees, it's is what we get for. We we get paid for the making the decisions that are hard for other people to make, and and those decisions. You got to be in certain states. That's why it's, it's so important for you to work on you harder than any, any, asking anyone. And you have to continue love growing, right? I, I swear, I feel like I'm 27, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because it keeps me young. And I learn from, I, I try to learn from young people, from older people, from men, women, it, it, it just doesn't matter. Try to learn from anybody. And so that's what's, um, it's the attitude, uh, uh, a spirit of cultivating a spirit of gratitude. You have no idea when I learned, I learned that through a crisis on a job. Where I tell, what, like, yeah, tell me about that. I, that job, we worked so hard on, on giving the client be above and beyond. 
I, I personally got involved because, you know, there were some, there were some employee issues. I personally got involved myself. I went back on being a project manager typo. And it, this is like not even two years ago, but I was committed to giving the service that we needed to give. And I have to tell you that the job was there to teach me something. It wasn't more because I needed to build a building. I, I, I think this is a spiritual journey more than anything else. As I, as I go on in these 13 years of business, it, this business has done more for me, spiritually speaking, than financially maybe. Uh, the, that job, I thought just giving, giving, giving was, was enough. And I didn't see the client, re and I'm not talking only about money. Yes, we're going to do it. I mean, jumping as high as we could possibly jump. But there is, there were, the, the client was not in the same lane, right? They were more taking, 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 not giving also. In this world, we cannot take only. We also have to worry about giving. Every day, you take and give. It can only be one way. And that client, though, uh, when I when I sat down, I, I exploded one day. You have no idea how I got. You haven't seen me like that. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to jump across across the table and pretty much choke the guy. I lost total control because I felt it was so unfair. The injustice was huge, in my opinion. But when I meditated. After meditation, I, I asked, what is it? What is it that I'm supposed to learn? You know, I've been doing this, this, and the other. And I, what I felt God told me is that I had to spirit, develop a spirit of gratitude. Go figure. And I'm not a negative person. But I also knew at that moment that what had made me good in construction, it's a spirit of lack. You know, we contractors are really good at finding what's wrong. That's what. That's why we're good, because we anticipate what could get wrong. But in that in that uh, role play, we stay 24/7 in our lives. So you wake up. I, I wake up and I and I only think about negative stuff. You know, or, or not so much negative, but what can go wrong. And I used to think that was a God telling me, <laughs> this is this, and it's a it's our our um, old brain, our, our 2000 year old brain looking for scarcity and, and, and fear and what can go wrong. So when I, when I, I swear, I, I had to go it. So how do I develop a spirit of gratitude? And I did that. And, and from there on, it's, 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 it's incredible. Gratitude so brings abundance. Was that, was that job kind of a big turning point in how you ran the business? Yes, and it also was, you wouldn't, you're not going to believe this. You might be, you, you know me pretty well. I even told the guy, I have to thank you because you changed my life forever. Because, uh, and I said it in a negotiation meeting where we were negotiating change orders and, you know, that, that kind of stuff. He, the guy, they couldn't believe it. This is a government agency. And I said to you, you, you just changed my life forever. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why. And I did. And what it has done is that it has created a spirit of abundance. From that point forward, that prepared us to be where we are today. After COVID-19, we've tripled, uh, more than tripled our, our capacity. 
Wow. And, 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 what, and what do you attribute that to? I, I attribute it to working really hard to be ready. So we've been working in every area of our business. We started with people and culture. And I knew culture change, 80% of the, 70 to 80% of the companies that go through culture change don't make it. Because it's, you get used to, people, employees get used to a certain way of doing business. And when you start talking about accountability, about deliverables, about, a, you know, I, let's focus on solution, not on the problem. That mind, mind shift, people are not used, it's hard for people to make. So we got coaches, we got um, coaching and personal development. We, we gave everything that we thought it was working for us, for Emilio and I, um, I we gave it to our employees. It, 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 it's transitionally speaking, some people cannot go on with the changes, especially somebody like me that I'm changing all the time. I'm pretty intense. So, so really, I didn't know that. So, so I think you lose people in that process for two reasons. One, there are some people that just don't like change, right? And whatever it was before, that's what they want it to be like tomorrow. And it doesn't matter what the change is, but change itself is scary. And then you, I think you, so, so you lose some of those people, which is part of the process, right? I mean, to get to the next place, you need to shed those that are holding you back. I see the other people that create that, that you lose in the process are people that don't necessarily mind the change, but they don't like where you're going. They, they liked it the way it was. They don't like it where you're going. So they, they don't fit either. But what that does is it creates openings to let the right people in. But I'm guessing that creates a hurdle for you as the business owner because now you've got you've got these balls in the air, and now you have fewer people to to deal with it. So how did you how did you overcome that? It comes down to a clear vision as to where you want to be, and and a, a clear understanding of why. When I turned fifty two years ago, I'm fifty two. <laughs> I turned fifty, and I. You know, these existential questions that you ask. Um, this business is not an easy business. We know this. This is really unforgiving. It doesn't really give you that much. That's why people don't make it uh, too far. Or they end up being in a hospital or screwed up. You know, I, I know people that they have destroyed their, themselves in construction. Right. And this is, we know it's, a, it's the highest rate in suicide industry. So... When you when I had to ask God, you know, why am I doing this? What is what's the purpose? And and it was clear to me that the that I that we were here to help others enter into the construction industry, give others the opportunity to have a a, a good life, and to change this industry and make this industry less stressful. You know, I don't think we have to work the way we do. I'm not talking about hours, but we, we could be we could be doing this in a different way. You know, it's so legal, you know, even even attorneys, we, we don't need we sh we should engage attorneys to earlier, not later. We shouldn't be suing each other just to do it. Just to people just do it to see is the ego in our industry so high. Yes. But it destroys. It destroys our industry. What we do is destroy people. 
you know, we do beautiful buildings. And I wonder how many lives or people or did we destroy? How many people's self-esteem did we push down in the process? You know, we, we treat laborers as second-class citizens. I, I, I just believe that God said, you know, you're not supposed to do this just to build buildings. We have to build people. And, uh, and that's just been a, my, my focus, right? But for, to do that, I have to have the right people, like you, like you were saying. Not everyone can take it. And it's not because they don't have a good intention. I, I've had, a, along these two years of, of changes, we've had really good people. But, you know, Alex, to change, you want to work so hard on yourself to remove stuff that you have within yourself, within your, your heart, within your uh, subconscious that you don't even know. Of, 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 of pain and, 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 and tough emotions that have gone through your life so that you can put some new soil. And yeah, that, you, 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 you have to be willing to change yourself in the process, which is hard, which is hard for a lot of people to do. Um, and until you can do that, you can't end up in a, in a better place. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Patricia. Before we started, you said you were going to start a podcast does the podcast have a name do we have a release date i'm gonna i'm gonna commit you to doing this because what you talked about that you're gonna have on your podcast is something that doesn't exist in the market people which is actually quite frankly a lot of the things we've been talking about it sounds like your podcast is going to be this podcast um but just diving very deep so is there a name is there a release date when can we expect the first episode we then the name would be you know thriving in construction for small businesses small and medium-sized businesses something to that effect i'm not a hundred percent we're we're um but we're it, it's going to be along that line um i want to be able to help small businesses grow because small businesses make a huge impact to the world and in the lives that we're, it, it, now it's urgent because right. COVID 19 has produce uh, a lot of accelerated the process in the sense that there's many people unemployed that I find that they could be entering into the our industry and we could solve the, the labor shortage that we have and we can elevate the the level of, uh, of everyone across the board because this business is stressful for a lot of things we don't simplify the way we should um, but we also need to elevate and invest even in our labor structure, right? Um, so that's going to be more or less the, the, the podcast. And when? Um, I'm going to commit to something. Take action. That's right. Take action. So what is it today? I have my production. We're going to do it June in the 15th. All right. Done? I can't wait. Because, you know, what, what prompted this request to have this discussion was I follow you on LinkedIn and your posts have been so um, uplifting and inspirational that I thought, you know what, it, we need to have the folks that listen to the Lean Zone um, hear the things you have to say. You're one of the most uh, um, positive people I know, especially in construction, because I agree with you. 
a lot of sharp elbows here in uh, South Florida construction. Um, and you seem to always have a smile on your face and the right thing to say. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. So if other people have questions about the things you've talked about um, or wanting to know more about you and your business and how you changed Lunacom for the better, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, I would say probably my email, pibonilla at lunaconcorp.com. Perfect. I'll put or, that in the show notes um, as well. Or also in LinkedIn, maybe. LinkedIn okay. is probably better because I get a lot of email. <laughs> I will uh, I will make sure to put your LinkedIn profile um, in the show notes as well when we release this on the podcast and on YouTube. Uh, Patricia, thank you very much for taking the time um, and telling us about you and, and your business. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex.